When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Big week for the Broncos. Big week for DNVR Broncos. Mm -hmm. And big show today. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We have big time Kay Adams joining us at 11 a.m. She sat down with Sean Payton, with Russell Wilson, with Cortland Sutton, with Jerry Judy last week at Denver Broncos. We're going to get her insight of everything she learned because... From what I can remember, I don't think anyone's had that sort of access since Sean Payton took over. And before we get there, let's talk about Russell Wilson. And let's just talk about this game a little bit more. What are we, 36 hours removed? Yep. (laughs) Henry, how many grades have you given out so far? Oh, boy. I haven't posted it yet, but I've I've got most of the grades figured out. I just need to write a few more things up. Is it 69 of them? It was at 70, but there was somebody who didn't make the sheet who I wanted to go back and watch. Wow. Mm. So yeah. You're going to trim it? Uh, I could. We'll, we'll see how things go. <laughs> Todd, how was your weekend? It was good. Uh, hang out with the fam. Um, got to watch some good football yep. all around the league. Broncos didn't win, so that didn't make it the best mm-hmm. weekend. But, you know, every week there's another shot. So hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. And the reason it's a big week for the Broncos, final preseason game. Yep. We're not exactly sure how much the starters are going to play. I don't think they're going to play, uh-huh. but Sean hasn't officially made that clear. Mm-hmm. But before that, we get joint practices. And Todd, at least from my perspective, it always seems like joint practices are that much more important than even preseason games when the starters do play. Is that right? Yeah, I think so, because you really get to go up against um, a different talent, a different jersey, and you really get to see how you measure up uh, for more than, you know, 13 plays mm-hmm. or 12 plays. You get to have a whole practice and really a lot, run a lot of one-on-ones, seven-on-seven, and really get to test yourself against another good opponent. Plus, they're always fun. You know, there's at least going to be one fight. Oh, yeah. Somebody's helmet's <laughs> coming off, and it's going to be a problem. Um, and there's just a lot of good energy and a lot of competition. No Aaron Donald this week, though. No Aaron like, Donald. Like, he's the guy who was swinging the helmets around <laughs> yeah. last year. So I'm not sure who it's going to be. Ooh, uh-huh. Should we make our bets? Who do you think is going to be starting the fight from the Broncos side? GB. I think GB. Uh, that's a good one. <laughs> you he will be involved right in the fight some way or another, for sure, without a doubt. Uh, oh, and wow. I would like to see that from the Broncos offensive line. For like 10 years, we've been hearing that the Broncos offensive line is going to have this nastiness to them. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to have nasty when you're not good. Yep. But the nasty just hasn't been there. So exactly. I'd, I'd like to see that a little bit, especially this Rams defense, especially without Aaron Donald, is bad. Yeah, so really bad. we should see them beaten up, you know, with fists. And then also we should see them beaten up just on the field as well. And we're going to preview that uh, mm-hmm. tomorrow because the Broncos are back at practice tomorrow. Rams come in for joint practice on Wednesday and Thursday and then the final preseason game on Saturday. So we're going to be here with you the entire way. Let's talk about Russell Wilson and this game because the number one takeaway mm-hmm. from me from this past game was Russ looks fast. Russ looks good. And before the game, we kind of knew that Sean was going to have Russ run because he talked about at the end of the week how impressed he was with his movement skills. Russ talked about how he feels so much younger. And we're going to hear clips of both of those. But 
Before the game, we found out something that we'd trying to been pry from Sean Payton and Russell Wilson for a while, and it's actually came from our friend Kay Adams. Kay was at Broncos, and let's hear the information she got from Sean Payton. Can you take me into where the relationship is between you and Russell Wilson and how it's evolving? You know, you have a, a quarterback who's paid a lot of money. He's very famous. He has, he has pedigree. He's won a championship. He's done a lot in this league. Those, to me, would be the quarterbacks that would be the most difficult to coach. Why are you the perfect coach for I think, Russell Wilson? Um, well, I think, look, we competed. Our teams in Seattle just, for whatever reason, it seemed like played a number of important games in years past. Um, we of those guys in the Pro Bowl back in Florida, I want to say six years ago. So Russ was one of the quarterbacks. And I, I think, look, when the common goal from certain players and coaches and the group is the same is to win and, and to win at a high level, then uh, it's easy. Um, now, the work is difficult, but he's been, he's been fantastic. Uh, he's one of the first ones here. He'll be one of the last ones to leave. He'll step in my office. We'll talk about you know, a package on offense, um, all of those things. And I think that, you know, there were 16, 15 years where I, I was with Drew, mm -hmm. and then the last year with Jameis and a number of Jameis other. Jameis looked great before his in. Like, I couldn't wait to see what you were going to do with Jameis. Well, and so coming here, you know, there are a lot of work ethic similarities. Mm. And now, they don't play exactly the same, and, and that's fine. Um, but I would say... Yeah, it, it's it's been really good. Um, he's he's in great shape. He's down like 15 pounds. Russell is. Yeah. And what does that mean to you? What, well, are, what, what do you want? I what think do I one need of to the know? things he does well is you know a lot of the off schedule plays. You know something breaks down, he can he can escape, and then keep a play alive. Uh, he does that extremely well. And obviously, with the shape he's in now, I mean, if you're going to do that and run, he was always a threat to run. You know and. Uh, so I think that we're kind of seeing that what we were used to. Um, these last two weeks has been have been really good for him. I mean, he's really been on point. I hate talking about people's weight uh, because it's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I mean, people standing up on the podium and clearly Russell Wilson has lost weight and he's been up at the podium a couple of times this mm -hmm. offseason and everyone has noticed just how good of shape he's in. And a couple of reporters have gone to that length to say, Russ, how much weight have you lost? And he said, I don't want to talk about that with a big smile on his face. Just, and then he follows it up with saying, I'm feeling great. Best shape I've ever been in. You know, I had the best offseason in my life. I'm feeling great. So Russ hasn't wanted to give out that information. Mm -hmm. Sean just willingly gives <laughs> yeah. it out. I don't know if Russ is thrilled with that, but 15 pounds, that's significant. Yeah, that's a lot of weight, um, especially as an athlete. You know, you're so much more mobile losing 15 pounds. I've been 250 and I've been 235, and they are very different as far as how I felt like felt like I could move, how I could, I could adjust to uh, routes on defense and just my ability to play. So I know for him as a quarterback, his arms probably feel more mobile. Um, his legs are definitely uh, more mobile. He looks agile out there. So 15 pounds is a lot of weight to lose when you're playing in the NFL. His arms still look massive, too, though. <laughs> like, that's the other thing that stands out. And I think we have a, another clip from Russ with Kay later. But you see Russell sitting there. And, like, I'm not sure if it's the angle or anything, but his arms are still so big. Like, it's not that he's just, like, skinny, scrawny Russ now. Uh -huh. He is still he's still built. 
And I mean, he looked he looked faster on Friday. And that and that's Saturday. They all get mixed in together. They should just be Sundays. uh, And Henry, I got to say, the very first practice of camp, you came in here and you said, Russ looks legitimately fast for an NFL quarterback. And I thought, whoa, whoa, whoa. We didn't see that this Saturday was the fastest I've seen him. Uh If he truly looks like that in the season. Henry, I got to agree with you. He actually does look fast. Now, not fast. Lamar Jackson, but for a normal quarterback in the NFL, he looks fast. And uh, Russ talked about it after the game. He said that's something defenses just can't account for. Yep. And I have to imagine, Todd, when you play Lamar Jackson, the defense does account for that. But when you play a quarterback that has been pretty immobile the past two years, Russ hasn't been his normal self over the past two years in terms of running. You probably don't account for that going into a game, at least very much. Yeah, um, I think he's changed people's game plans. I think they have to go back and look at how they, you know, defended against him when he was in Seattle because he's going to be mobile. He's going to use his legs. And as a defender, it's so much harder guarding or accounting for a mobile quarterback than it is somebody who's just going to sit in the pocket. Playing Phillip Rivers, I mean, I wish I could have played him (laughs) every week of my career and not having to worry about a QB run or a QB draw and, like, it just makes you so tired. You know, You know, it's third and six. You lock your man down. Everybody's in good coverage. He escapes for seven yards to get the first down. Like, that is so demoralizing as a defense. And I look for him to do that a lot this year. So his mobility, like we always say, is going to be great for this Broncos football team. Yeah, it, it's going to be huge. And, Todd, my, my question to that is, when a defense pays more attention to the mobile quarterback, what part of the defense does that hurt? Um, really, it hurts the coverage, I feel like, most. You know, usually, if you're playing man-to-man, you usually have a whole player, you know, the guy that sits in the middle of the field that can help with crossing routes, you know, knock guys off their route or pick somebody up. Now you have to account for a quarterback, so now you no longer have that guy sitting in the middle of, in middle of the field in third and short, third and five situations. Mm-hmm. Now you have crossing routes that can really get picked off. They can pick off the um, the defender, so you got guys – more available to get open because they don't have help in the middle of the field because either a D lineman, a linebacker, somebody's going to have to sit there and just watch Russ. And sometimes it'll hurt the pass rush. Like if they drop a yeah. D lineman out, now you're rushing three instead of four just to account for his mobility. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's just a huge thing that the Broncos didn't even try to have that just threat crazy. last year. Mm-hmm. Nathaniel Hackett said, no, mm-hmm. we don't want that threat. And I listened to you, Todd, and it's like, why would you not want that? This guy exactly. has done it for 10 yeah. years. Like, that's the point of Russell Wilson. <laughs> yes. Like, it, that's that's why he's an NFL quarterback is because he can run. I mean, there's only two quarterbacks in the history of the NFL who've run for more yards than Russell Wilson. Wild. Like, that is the point of Russell Wilson. And yep. so to just punt that aspect of his game and say, yeah, you're a pocket passer now. Like, there's a part of me that thinks, honestly, like, yeah, he's 34. Like, I kind of I see where you're coming from. But also, if you're trying to play Russell Wilson in the pocket obviously now that just will not work like that's just not who he is right and that's exactly how it should be and let's hear from russell wilson hank you mentioned that uh russ Mm -hmm. talked to Kay adam shortly after sean divulged the 15 pounds russ had a secret for how he dropped that 15 pounds but first i gotta tell you about Uh. our friends over at breckenridge brewery my guess is part of the secret is no breckenridge breweries which means more breckenridge beers for the rest of us over at breckenridge brewery you gotta try the mountain beach sour it's gonna be one hundred degrees today there's no better way to cool off than with a breckenridge beer and the mountain beach sour it's a light beer got a little bit of that sour taste but not too overwhelming and it is perfect on a scorching hot day like today and if you want to get a breckenridge beer 
Come by the DNVR bar to get one. If you can't make it here, go to breckbrew.com. Their beer locator on the top left-hand corner will take you right to where you can see all of the Breckenridge beers and exactly where to get them. So check them out, the official beer of DNVR over at breckbrew.com. And uh, we're also back with one of our old friends, DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, I actually made quite a bit of money with our old friend DraftKings Sportsbook. And actually, it happened in two ways. So I logged on, and they said, we'll match your deposit 25%. I think it's mostly just because, like, we'd had other betting partners, so I wasn't around much. So they said, like, yeah, up to 250 bucks. You put money in, we'll just match it and put it in your account as free bets, which was an awesome way to start because I went to the Rockies game. So I just took all those free bets, put it on the Rockies to win, which they actually did, which is crazy. And then they always have uh, that uh, the the parlay boost for baseball. So if you have a 10-leg parlay, it'll get boosted 100%. And I hit mine. So That's I had like insane. four different players to get a hit. Insane. I had like Rockies to win. Rockies had to score at least four runs. Um, the White Sox had to score less than nine runs. Like nothing crazy in there because the only odds or the only rules, it has to be minus 500 or longer. Um, but yeah, it went all the way through and it was like a 20 to 1 hit. Plus, I hit on all those free bets because the Rockies won. So that was an awesome night. And it's also a great time to get in with uh, DraftKings Sportsbook right now um, because it's almost college football season. So you can make all your college football bets, including Montana Grizzlies plus 1,000 to win the national championship. Sacramento State plus two thousand, so a uh, <laughs> little, little, little way down the board, but better I'd say value. More value for Sacramento Definitely State. Definitely more there value. I will take that. Okay, you'll for take that sure, one. Without okay. a doubt. Um, so uh, college football, a lot of fun to bet. Uh, so make sure you sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook. And uh, right now, new customers can get two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly if they bet five dollars on any college football bet. It's that simple. Um, all you gotta do, you uh, start a new account. Um, you uh, bet $5. It doesn't even look like there's a minimum deposit, and you just get $200 in bonus bets, and that's only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DMVR. Gambling problem, uh, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races, all games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play, play responsibly in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. <laughs> On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, uh, 21 and older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. <laughs> Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. How do you Woo! do, Todd? How I, do love you do? I love it. I love I remember it. I, I had to make a split decision because I remember like a few months ago, back when we did this all the time, they made it very clear. Yep. We need to do you the whole do thing it. every time. Yep, yep. Exactly. Yeah. I love it. I love hearing those commercials. <laughs> and at the end of the commercial, it goes. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah. By the time you do this like six, seven times, you're going to be cruising. All right. I'm with it. Uh, speaking of DraftKings, let's hand out our DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week right now. Do you guys know there's Monday night football in the preseason? <laughs> no, I didn't know that. I, I woke up today and saw that and I was like, wait, what? Today? The Ravens are playing the Commanders. And this one seems too easy over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Oh, yeah. The Ravens have won 25 straight preseason games. They're only a one-and-a-half-point favorite playing mm. the Commanders. Give me that all day. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, yep. 25 out of 25 times they've won. So give me the Ravens tonight. Yeah, you know, you know, it's the Broncos podcast, so I'm taking the Broncos. Uh, I think there's oh, yeah. no way Sean leaves his first 
three preseason games without a win. Yep. I don't care what it takes. And yep. if you look at our rosters, our second and third strings, who will probably be the ones playing the majority of the game, are much better than the Rams. So mm -hmm. I look for us to, you know, dominate in that game, finally take home a win, put the pieces together to finally get a win. And I don't see Sean losing that game. He can't lose three games in a row. <laughs> no. like, there's no way. I totally agree. Uh, give me uh, Montana win the national championship. <laughs> Just put some money. Ten to one odds. It sounds plus great. Plus a thousand. Plus yep. a thousand. All right. There's our DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week. And let's jump in to Russell Wilson talking about how he's feeling great. I heard about it. I want to talk I mean, a little bit about this 15 pounds I keep hearing about. Coach brought it up. Why did you slim down? That's a lot of weight. Well, I'm just trying to uh, be as lean as possible, quick as possible, trying to, uh, you know, stay in my younger days as long as, long as possible. Yeah, you know, so I, I, I feel great. You know, I've, uh, you know, I've, I've done a, a whole change on kind of my, my uh, timing of when I eat and all that kind of stuff. So I've been doing a lot of intermittent fasting and stuff like that. So. That doesn't even sound a little bit fun. It's not us. bad, actually. Once you get used to it, the discipline, it's good for the mind. Yeah. What's the, the one food that you miss the most? Like, you, what is Russell Wilson's guilty pleasure? I, I, you know, I, I'm a huge, like, if you go to a restaurant and there's mac and cheese, you got to try it. Okay. But I, I've been staying away from that. You know, I grew up on that. So, but biggest thing is, is you know, uh, just try to eat as lean as possible. Feeling good. You know, I've been working out multiple times a day, you know, so I feel great. Intermittent fasting and no mac and cheese? Come on, come on. I guess that's the discipline. Uh, but Henry, I mean, the first thing you said when we pulled that clip up was look at those arms. Those arms. Yeah. I'm telling you, like, that guy's a cannon. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've known that for a decade, uh -huh. but it's crazy to see, especially next to Kay. Right. Like, it just, it's like sitting next to Zach. Whoa. Hey, hey, speaking Whoa. of 15 pounds, I told you I've been gaining 15 pounds. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. A little bit about the 15 pounds I keep hearing about. Those, those are those Coach guns. And up. I mean, we, we've seen the speed, but we've also seen that right. Russ has been able to throw the ball just as hard as he ever has been before. Yeah, he's looking strong. And like you say, his, his uh, footballs have had a lot of zip on them. Um, and he's been making some good throws. So I don't think he's lost any power. And I feel like sometimes you lose power when you do lose that kind of weight, you know, 15, 20 pounds. I'm um, usually not as strong. Um, you're faster, but your strength has kind of like diminished. But I really don't see that from him. I think he looks just as strong as he did last year and maybe even stronger. So um, whatever he's doing, whatever he's sticking through, I know intermittent fasting is, is tough at times. Stick with it, man. You're looking good. Keep it going. Um, stay strong. Well, and Todd, you actually cut out mac and cheese as well during your playing days. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily because it was mac and cheese, but you cut out cheese. You went vegan mm -hmm. for a little bit while you were playing. Is it a little bit of a mind trip when you start losing weight and changing your diet, thinking like, okay, I want to do this because I want to be faster, a little younger, but I also don't want to lose that weight or the, the strength and things, or, or do you just trust in the plan that you're on? You know, it's a little bit of both because you want to be at your best. I think as athletes, people always wonder why, you know, we don't continue to do what got us here. But over the time, we've kind of changed whether it was our eating habits, our workout schedule, and things have worked. So I think we're always looking for that next thing to work for us, whether it's going vegan or intermittent fasting. We're always trying to better ourselves in some way. Sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. But, uh, yeah, I think I, we just stick with the plan. Um, I saw DT. He was vegan. It was working out well for him. He was still strong. Um, and so I tried it. And I felt really good. I felt like my mind was clear. I do feel like overall I lost a little bit of my strength, probably more than I wanted to. Um, but my body felt healthy. And uh, so what is, let's, let's talk about how this is going to translate to the field and what we expect from Russ because we saw him run for more yards than he passed for mm -hmm. this past week. It's a one-series sample size, yep. so very small. 25 rushing yards, 24 passing yards. But in the past, like Henry said, 
Russell Wilson is the third leading rusher among quarterbacks in NFL history. Yep. How wild is that? So who is it? It's it's Michael Vick yep. and Lamar Jackson? No. No. Cam Newton? Yep. Cam. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I yep. imagine Lamar's going to pass him fairly soon, but... You'd think. Justin but, Fields probably, too. Yeah. He's running for 1,000 years. But right now, mm-hmm. number three. Number yeah. three on that list, which is wild. And you look through Russell Wilson's career... He had over 800 rushing yards his third season in the NFL. Now, that, that's a while ago, uh-huh. but just three years ago in 2020, he had 513 rushing yards. The I believe in his first nine years of his career, he averaged over 500 rushing yards, yep. which, which mm-hmm. is wild for a guy that uh, can also pass extremely efficiently as well. Now, the past two years, his last year with Seattle, only 183 rushing yards. Then last year with the Broncos, 277. And to me, 277 feels like a lot compared to like just it didn't feel like he was ever running uh-huh so i'm thinking is he gonna be at 400 this year is he gonna be at 500 this year or is just the threat of running going to be there and the actual rushing yards aren't going to go up a lot no i think the rushing yards are going to grow up because even last year um until really the last two games of the season there were no design runs and you saw design runs already in the preseason i think mm-hmm. they're going to use him for his legs um, in the running game, but also his ability to escape the pocket, get out of hot water, and make a play. I'm saying he's going to have over 500 yards this year. I don't oh, see I why he wouldn't. Um, I think that if you look at you know, his history, you go back to the, the times he did well and the seasons where they had success, above 500 is mm-hmm. usually where they found it. So I think that he needs to be above 500, and I think he'll hit it. Definitely. And I think just looking at this offensive line, he should be able to, because especially in the running game, they, they were incredible on Saturday, but even pass protecting, they were really good. You know, Ben Powers had his issues, mostly against Javon Hargrave, which is a, a tough assignment. Yeah. And because that one little piece of the pocket wound up getting by Ben Powers, there's just these running lanes that open up. Like when you have four or five guys protecting well, those running lanes are going to develop. And I think just improved pass protection, that means he'll have more than the two and a half seconds to find a running lane, to roll out, to, to get himself into situations where he can run off script. That's going to be huge for him too. Yeah, it, it is going to be huge. And when you look at the NFL nowadays, it's such a pass-friendly league. Yep. But one thing that I don't think people talk about enough is how many running quarterbacks there are. Because yep. you think Justin Fields, Lamar Jackson... In terms of running quarterbacks, am I missing anyone that just comes to the top of your head right away? Patrick Mahomes yeah. can okay. escape and run. Yep. I would say he's a running quarterback, right. he, but it's, he makes makes plays happen. Yeah. Uh, Even Herbert, because, almost in that way. Uh, not not as much, so, but close. And then so there's this next tier of Josh guys Allen. that can run. Uh-huh. But you think of his passers, and at least I kind of overlook their running ability when I'm thinking just stats-wise. But you're right. I mean, of course, Justin Fields, who ran for over 1,000 yards last year, which is insane. Lamar Jackson, he had the second most rushing Mm -hmm. yards for quarterbacks. Then Jalen Hurts, he's probably a guy that's there too, but the, the threat of throwing is there. Daniel Jones, you mentioned it. Both of those guys had over 700 yards. And then you get to Marcus Mariota. He had Mm. over 400 yards. Geno Smith, almost 400 yards. And then, like you said, we didn't even talk about the actual stats for Patrick Mahomes, Mm -hmm. Justin Herbert. There's so many guys that can still just move. But that's like, that's over five guys over 500 (laughs) yards. So to say that Russ is going to get back to his old self and run for 500 yards, it's not crazy at all. No. I think it's definitely doable. And the reason that so many quarterbacks are doing that now is it's because it's the only way they can survive. Because right now, if you're a rookie quarterback, you're going to play. 
Like there's no more sitting on the bench for two or three years. And odds are you are not ready to throw the football at an NFL level. Like if, if all goes well, you complete like 60% of your passes, you throw whatever 19 touchdowns and 10 interceptions and you survive that first season, but you do it because you're able to get away from pressure. You're able to make plays with your legs. And so that's, you know, that's what Josh Allen did. That's what Daniel Jones did. That's what Justin Fields is doing right now. And you go through, basically every young quarterback in the game right now they've just been thrown into the fire and the only ones who've been able to make it through are the guys who've been able to survive with their legs you know your josh rosen that type just no chance yeah it's it's a really good point mm -hmm. um and so i think when you look at it 500 rushing yards over 17 games it's 29 rushing yards per game yeah Russell Wilson had 25 in one series that he played that was 13 snaps. So uh, I don't think that's crazy at all. And in fact, that might be kind of a number that you want to look at to see if the Broncos offense is going to be successful. If Russ is right around there, because we know that it's going to be built not just on Russ making plays when the pocket breaks on, but it's going to be built on Sean Payton saying, we're just simply this plays a run mm -hmm. for Russell Wilson. So I think it's going to be really interesting. Mm -hmm. The only downside because i think we're all down for russell wilson running more yes the he only downside do is injuries yep typically if you if you run more you take more hits more hits you take the more likely you are to get hurt so how do you balance that slide slide yes. baby <laughs> <laughs> it's not worth getting the extra one or two yards you can slide um and get a good good amount of forward progress don't put yourself in any situations. I mean, if it looks like it's close, head to the sideline. Even the, even in the game uh, last week, I mean, there was a defender close. And he almost just took off to the sideline. Like, I'm not taking a <laughs> hit. Yep, yep. Um, and that's smart. You know, I know he's 34. And I would like to see him play like this for as many years as he can rather than in the pocket for, you know, three extra. I'd rather have him play using his legs and being the best he can for four more instead of seven more sitting in the pocket. You saying that, Todd, reminds me of Peyton Manning. You're probably like, what? Running quarterback? Sliding? Mm -hmm. I want to tell you why in just a second. After I tell you about our friends over at Breckenridge Distillery. Breckenridge Distillery, they've got the Battle of the Bourbons going on with Ed McCaffrey's blend and Alfred Williams' blend. And you can vote on your favorite one over at BreckenridgeDistillery.com slash bourbon dash of dash Denver dash Broncos, or you can just go to BreckenridgeDistillery.com to find where you can get Breckenridge Distillery and vote on them. So they've got two different blends out there, one that Alfred Williams created and one that Ed McCaffrey created. And if you want to try both of them and then vote, you can win two tickets to the Breckenridge Bourbon Whiskey Suite for the Broncos Chargers game on New Year's Eve. That is going to be an awesome game. That's the Broncos' last home game. And that game could be worth so much in the AFC West. And you can get tickets by voting on the Breckenridge Bourbon Battle of the Bourbons. Uh, so go to BreckenridgeDistillery.com or you can get any of their Breckenridge Distillery products available in all 50 states. So make sure to check out Breckenridge Distillery. And check out our friends over at Volo Sports. Uh, Volo Sports is the largest social sports company in the U.S. Um, you know, you can sign up now using the code DNVR10. And we play so the kids can play for free. The Volo Kids Foundation is a separate 501c3 that provides free sport camps to kids in each of the Volo cities. So it's really important. I know for me and I know a lot of guys um, in the NFL, it's important to give back to your city. So this is a way for you to do it, having fun. But then also, you know, that money goes to help your community, which couldn't be any better. So, uh, you know, we are in the uh, Cherry Creek Bowling League on Mondays. I don't know how good we are because I'm not a part of the team, but <laughs> I'm throwing my hat in the ring. I would like to join. Boom. Um, you can sign up. If you don't have a team, sign up as a free agent. They'll get you hooked up. Um, go check out our friends over at Volo, Volo Sports. And so, Todd, you, you were mentioning Russell Wilson being smart 
-hmm. with his body and not taking hits. And uh, it reminded me of Peyton Manning. He didn't run much. In fact, he never ran, but he took that a step further in his career with the Broncos. Remember the self-sacks? Uh-huh. He didn't want to get hit even when he was in the pocket. If he <laughs> thought something was coming, he would just fall down. It just drop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you guys think as players on the team? Do you uh, we, have some fun with it? Yeah, we definitely laughed about it. But at that time, he was, what, 45? Yeah. Years <laughs> I, I feel you, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no unnecessary injuries, man. I think that's you got to protect yourself as a quarterback. Man. Yep, yep. Wasn't there even one play where he dropped to the ground to self-sack, realized yep. he wasn't going to get sacked? got back up. up. Yeah. <laughs> That would be so frustrating uh, as a defense if you see the quarterback. It's, it's so like bad. that. It's like was it Kenny Pickett? The fake who, slide. His final year at Pitt did the fake slide. Mm -hmm. uh, man, that would be so frustrating yep. because then if you hit him <laughs> next time, thinking he's gonna do that, you're just gonna get flagged. Exactly. Do you think quarterback rules are unfair? Heck yeah, they protect the quarterbacks <laughs> like the president. I mean. It's definitely unfair, but the fake slide, that's a dope move. Like <laughs> him so cool. and Mike Vicks, I think were the two coldest yeah, oh, ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think offense and quarterbacks, you can't touch the receiver after five yards. <laughs> you can't breathe on them if the ball's in the air. Like there's so many different, you know, offensive friendly rules out there and they definitely protect them. And then you better watch yourself, too, because if you hit a quarterback late yep. and then you complain about it after, that's just going to be two flags for you, and yeah. you're going to get fined. Exactly. 30 yards. Yeah, quarterbacks, man, they run the league. If a quarterback is injured, that's millions and millions of dollars for these, you know, corporations. So they protect them like, you know. Like the Mona Lisa, man. You wish you were a quarterback? Heck you yeah. You wish you went to Sacramento State to be a quarterback? <laughs> Heck yeah. I think quarterback life is good. And not even quarterback. I think I would love to be a backup for 20 years. Yeah. How good of a job is oh, that? My goodness. Just back up a solid quarterback for 20 years. You make, you know, 20 or 30 million yep. and maybe have to play 10 snaps. Yep. yep. That's the life. You're like a that caddy. Yeah. Like you sit in the meeting room, like give a couple tips. Say like, oh yeah, here's, here's this. Nice. Like you don't have to actually do anything though. Yep. And then on top of that, once you are asked to play, if you're ever asked to play, there's no pressure on no, you. No. Like, you, if you do bad, oh, okay. Whereas if Todd Davis was a backup linebacker yep. and came in and played bad, it's like, get this guy off the field. What's exactly. he doing? How does he not know where he's supposed to? What has he been doing all week in practice? Exactly. Yep. Exactly. You, you're, off, you're off the field and you're on a bus headed home. Whereas that quarterback, he's going to get another shot. And they're like, oh, he was only in there for 10 plays. The quarterback, uh, the starter had to tape his knee up or something. Man, it's too easy. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it really is. And then also on top of that, I mean, you could, we can just keep going on top of that things. Um, it's like a perfect job to become a coach mm -hmm. in the future. I mean, mm -hmm. just look at Davis Webb. Yep. Davis Webb still was playing, was trying to play last year. Yep. And uh, he gets offered a job from Sean Payton to be a coach. And you look at Gary Kubiak. He was a, a backup quarterback. He doesn't become an offensive coordinator if he doesn't make it in the league as a backup quarterback. Yep. Um, so it's it's just a pipeline to so many other things. And then also you just don't get hit either. It, it's a great job. I just got a text from Kay Adams. She's hopping on in just a few minutes. So we are close to talking to the great Kay Adams. Henry, you want to be a backup quarterback? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I guess I had my opportunity. I, uh, I, I played football through eighth grade. And then joined the golf team because there was like a kid in the class in front of me who was like six foot four. He went on to play NIA, NAIA basketball, uh -huh. which is like a, a big step up there. Like we don't get many athletes like that in Columbia Falls, Montana. And so I was like, well, I'm not going to play until like my senior year. I can play freshman JV like 
and then I'll roll the dice and hope that there isn't like some kid behind me or whatever. So I decided to play golf. I could have been a backup quarterback. Wow. Dang. I just, think I played it right. Just imagine, <laughs> imagine how cool you would have been walking around the halls on game day as a backup quarterback. Clean, clean jerseys, but at the <laughs> yeah, same time you true. get to say I am a quarterback. <laughs> that's true. That is true. I, yeah, you don't even have to like put the helmet on and keep the hair looking nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And no matter what happens, you go always say, "Man, if they would just give me my shot, man, we would have oh, won so that true. game." So true. It's like, oh, the receiver was wide open. You just make How that did one he miss throw. That? We yeah. Uh, and you said the starting quarterback was six four. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe six five. You could have played it off like, man, they're not going to see where my head is looking at the receivers. Yeah. Defense, and I have no idea where it's coming. That's the other thing is I stopped growing in like middle school. Me too. So that was kind of it. Well, Me too. I, yeah, I have nothing hey, to say about that. you're only like two inches taller than me. Get <laughs> out of here. <laughs> that is true. Um, Todd, it, it, playing against shorter quarterbacks, is there an advantage for them? Um, yeah, I mean, it's tough for them to see over the line, but it's also tougher for us to see them. So they can kind of hide behind there. And, you know, I think that's why Russ can escape the pocket so well. Sometimes mm. he does get lost behind Ben Powers or Cushenberry. Like, sometimes you can't see him. And then by the time you get a glimpse of him, he's already out. Yeah. And you're trying to chase him down. So, you know, it is tough to see those shorter quarterbacks. And when you think of prototype quarterbacks, I should say prototype pocket quarterbacks, uh -huh. you think of Peyton Manning, 6'5", mm -hmm. 230, um, with a rocket laser arm, yep. as, uh, as he said in that commercial. Trevor Lawrence is going to be the first quarterback that's six foot six or taller that will ever succeed in the NFL if he does. How crazy is that? That is yeah. crazy. Yeah, no one's ever done it. Dang. How no tall is Ben Roethlisberger? Probably 6'5". Yeah, it's probably 6'5". Yeah, no, I guess he must You're be. questioning my stats right now? Yeah. No, All right. I would never. <laughs> no more questioning me. It's time to go out and talk to Kay Adams, the Woo! one, the only Kay Adams. She's the host <laughs> of Up and Adams. Go subscribe to the show on YouTube at yeah. Up and Adams. Give her a follow on Twitter. Hey, Kay Adams. She's incredibly talented. We are so lucky to have you on. Kay, thank you so much for joining us. You guys, the show looks awesome. It looks but I promise Broncos fans, I will be back very often this season. Yes, yes, really? that's what we need to hear. Uh, so we need to thank you for that. We also need to thank you. Uh, so many people in the Denver media uh, texted me when they saw that you were going to be on. They said, you have to thank Kay Adams for the donuts she brought in for us on mm -hmm. Thursday. <laughs> I mean, Kay, you just, uh, you, you come into Denver and you just win everyone's hearts over. Like literally nothing, like that is now my advice to everyone. I didn't even give it a thought. I always bring something just because why not? And I'm always like in everyone's space when I come visit anywhere. So I feel bad. And then this donut thing like had a life of its own. It's <laughs> all, all it takes to like win over guys who work in sports media. Like that's how bad we all have it. The young women, the men, like just give some donuts. And it like, it's, it's as if you like gave them a private jet. Like that is like what the life is. Cause everyone's just we just want to be fed. It's 190 degrees out there. We're working our tails off. That's why we take a little, uh, little Krispy Kreme vibe. Voodoo yeah. donuts, by the way, delicious. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, Voodoo they are so good. So good. When I so saw those good. pink boxes in there, I was like, yes. And then uh, I waited, and there were none left. So I'm going to have to have you come back and uh, bring more Voodoo donuts yeah. for me. But, uh, Kay, you mentioned that you have been all around the country these past two or three weeks, stopping at nearly every single training camp. i got to start here. Where in the world is Kay Adams today? 
I am in Los Angeles where we had like a hurricane and an earthquake. Oh, they made a baby and it turned into like Armageddon here, but that's okay. We are all okay, I hope, in LA, at least uh, everyone I know. So uh, I'm back here. I visited Chargers camp before I went out to Broncos camp, but I'm done with the tour. I'm just ready for action. And you guys had plenty of it with Denver this weekend. Oh my gosh, yes we did. And I mean, speaking of the action, Kay, you came in here and you probably had more access than anyone in Denver has had since Sean Payton took over. You talked to Sean Payton, you talked to Russell Wilson, you talked to Cortland Sutton, you talked to Jerry Judy, and then you also got information that people in Denver have been dying for. You got that Russ has lost 15 pounds. You also got Sean Payton to wear the Gilligan hat, sunglasses, while doing an interview sitting on the sideline. I mean, incredible. So I have to ask you, with all of that, what was your number one takeaway? What was the number one thing that surprised you? What, what did you come away from from being in Denver and thought, wow? Well, I, I was not wowed at all by Coach Sean Payton because I tracked <laughs> his career for a long time. I think he is, a, you know, half pirate, half wizard, half um, maniac, half completely obsessed with the passion of the game that he missed over the year. So I knew the culture change was going to be soup to nuts. He is the most controlling. Um, everything matters. Every decision matters when it comes to Coach Payton. Uh, so I was not surprised by that at all because that's what I saw and I would hear about him when he was uh, with uh, New Orleans for so many years successfully. But I think that not the surprise, but what I loved seeing was a bit of a familial atmosphere at mm. camp. I really liked hearing from Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton about their quarterback, their reverence for him, their sort of bond with him on and off the field. Like they're hanging out. People think that maybe Russell's a little bit untouchable. And uh, that certainly isn't the case. There's camaraderie. There's relationships that go within the families, the wives, all of that. Like that's stuff that I pay attention to because that very much matters. And uh, asking them about each other and what that wide receiver room looks like. Um, but I think like when it comes to the X's and O's, it's going to be totally Sean Payton catering to his quarterback and what it's going to take to get the best out of him. I think they both have pedigree. They're both well-paid. They're both made men. So I think it, that actually is going to be what makes their relationship work. Cause otherwise you have a bit of like, you know, Russell, who's very wholesome versus Sean, who's not. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was curious how that relationship would work, but it seems like uh, it's going really well. And we're seeing it on the field already. Definitely. Um, you know, last year, the Broncos had a bunch of primetime games, especially early in the season. They were all pretty gross games, though. <laughs> I think like the 49ers game was 11 to 10 or something like that. From an outside perspective, are you are you sick of seeing the Broncos after last season? Or are you actually excited to to get a chance to see what happens this year, whether there's some sort of like comeback story? Oh my gosh, how can you be sick of it? It's the, <laughs> I think uh, one yes. of the better, it's one of the better headlines and storylines of the season. I don't want people to talk about Denver though. I don't. You mm. know, last year I think that's what Coach Payton was trying to say in some of the comments that were whatever they were, I don't want to even talk about them, but just sort of like this winning the off season doesn't really matter, right? Like winning, like having the storyline, the hot flashy quarterback, the pick, all of that, like none of it matters. And this team has now had an opportunity, I think, to sort of put their heads down. Just, you know, I was asked by a, a, another media outlet, like, well, you know, like Russell Wilson, he's always in the headlines for like these things. Like, well, when's the last time like Russell Wilson was in the headlines for some something that was being misconstrued or some marketing thing or some whatever or some it's been it not not since Sean Payton's been there no it is like let's grind let's work on our stuff 
Um, I got the opportunity after practice, after I talked to them to sort of walk around the facility a little bit, ran into Patrick Sertan, who a lot of people know and say is the best player on that team. Somebody that's uh, obviously leads by example. He's got pedigree, he's got it all, the talent. Um, and just the way that this team is meshing, just the way that it is culturally um, is going to take them already a long way. Um, so I'm really excited. Like this team can go from, you know, bottoms to the tops pretty quickly. I know it's a tough division. I know that this team has not beaten the Chiefs since 2015. I know the affinity, Man. the love, the admiration <laughs> Coach Champagne has for Patrick Mahomes and company is huge. He wanted to draft him. Drew Brees was in the building and he said, I think we should take this Patrick Mahomes guy. And then he couldn't. So he knows what he's all about. And it's going to be a gauntlet, but it's a fight that they're willing to put in. There's a couple questions. I'm not trying to say it's going to be beautiful, but it's not all on offense. It's what's Vance Joseph, what are you going to do with that defense? Like, do we have the pass rushers that are going to attack these AFC West quarterbacks? That's what I'm looking for. Is it Randy Gregory? Is it Frank Clark? Question mark. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's great. I think that it's going to be an interesting season for the Broncos overall. Um, I know that we talked about you traveling really all across the country, visiting other teams. What is something that's unique to the Broncos that you're excited about for this season? You have a coach who had a year off and I asked him about it. And that's, that's unique in and of itself. Hmm. And as much as he wants to say, I'm not sweating the big stuff. And I, I think he missed football every time that he put on a suit and went to Fox. This is me saying it, not him. I think he went, I think he had a great time, but there's no way that that was like fulfilling to him. He has mulled over, thought about it. He had all of the options ahead of him on the table. Where do I want to go coach? Where do I want to take my talents? He chose this Broncos organization. He chose it because of the leadership there, because of the ownership group, because of the, 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 you know, the history. I talked to coach a lot this past visit about what this team is. This team is no, you know, uh, newfangled, like, a Bengal squad even, or Chargers squad. All, all 32 teams are excited. Like, no, we're waiting for a return to what we know this team can be. It's similar, it's sort of like the vibe of the Niners. Like, there's pedigree. There are banners. There are eight, like, conference championships hanging in that indoor facility. Like, he, Coach likes that. Coach buys into that. The banners of all the players, the Atwaters, the Peyton Mannings, the Shannon Sharps, all of it. It's a, this is a, a community that knows their football, that expects a lot from their football team. And I think the allure of the return to greatness is something that is really unique. And having a coach who really fully understands that and who is a little bit of a madman, a madman <laughs> with this caliber quarterback who can play action himself with 15 pound loss into greatness is amazing. The question there, of course, to me is Javante Williams, who I don't expect to see really anything of until game action. Yeah, and okay, you mentioned the 49ers. You mentioned not being sick of the Broncos on primetime, wanting to see them. And the very first time that the NFL can flex a game is week five. And that's Jets Broncos. They have the two o'clock game right now. The primetime game is Cowboys 49ers. Which one from an outside perspective is better for primetime? You think it's the Jets Broncos with all the drama that's been around there? Or do you think that's just going to be too hard to bump Cowboys and 49ers off primetime? Too hard to bump the Cowboys. It's just yeah. like the national narrative. It's like the that, that's one of the wildest things. Like they haven't won in forever and they still get all the national love. That will be a very hard. Listen, I worked 
for the NFL for six years. And I promise you, it's like, where can we put the Cowboys <laughs> in the show? Like, where can we, it rates, it's, they are America's team, even if you don't like it. So I think that'll be a really tough task. It'll be so interesting to see, you know, though, if the Broncos come out to a hot start, what that will look like. If you have two teams that look really good, that might change things. I will say the Jets, their hardest part of their entire gauntlet schedule is those first couple of weeks where they're going, they're taking on Mahomes on a Sunday night, or then they have you before. I mean, they open up their season with some rough games. Yeah. So if they're flailing, if they're losing, I don't see that being a game that uh, has a chance to be flexed. That's fair. And, and, and I think just, you said it, Cowboys are just going to be too hard to take off. Definitely. Um, you know, uh, our guy, Jimmy Palm Trees, comes through here yeah. like every other week or so. Yeah, and he's on the show. So I was just wondering if you have any, any like... Tell him he's fired. Like, it's now my oh, time. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like that. Do, do you I have, like, any dirt, any stories or anything that we can, like, hold against um, him? I came to camp this past time, and it was the one day he didn't show up. Mm-hmm. So, oh, of course, charge against him. I don't know what that is, but he said that he wasn't. It wasn't his assignment. Um, Jimmy Palm Trees. Let's see. <laughs> no, he's like a great hang. There are very few people, work wise, that can get me out on like a school night. <laughs> he'd like he'd moonlight on Good Morning Football, and it was like, yeah, we're going to town. Like, yeah, we're going out. Like, what you know? Like, he, he's just a good hang in that way. So I would maybe say. Gosh, I don't know. I would make fun of his haircut quite a bit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> On the air, though. But I would, I would, I, you know, it was always perfectly like I don't know what he was putting in that thing, but it was not moving in like, in Hurricane Hillary. It would have been fine. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, he likes to have he likes to have a good time. But man, I can't say anything negative about old Jimmy Palm Trees. I miss him. Yeah, yeah, we're 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 uh, we're gonna have to have you on next time he's on with us. And uh, Kay, before we get you out of here, I feel like it wouldn't have been f- fair to have you on the show without playing a little game. So we're gonna play a game called Okay. And the way this goes, the way this goes is uh, I'm gonna read you some statements, some questions, and if you do think it's going to happen, that's probably good for the Broncos and. K is good, so you're gonna say K. If you don't think it's gonna happen, you're gonna say, oh, probably not good for the Broncos. So here we go, a little game of okay. The Broncos will beat the Jets in week five and prove Sean Payton right. The Broncos, okay. I think, you know, the Jets are going to need a little bit of time to gel, a little bit more time. I'm going to give it to the Broncos, especially with where the game is. Boom. Mm -hmm. Love it. The Broncos will end their 15-game losing streak to the Chiefs at some point this year. I they will win one of two. Boom. There's, no, there's a Love coach it. who would who would sweep the floor with Tom Brady twice a year, okay, with the Saints. So I think that we can get one win over Patrick. Boom. Russell Wilson will return to the Pro Bowl this year. Well, I don't count things in Pro Bowls. I think he'll return to form. I, I will say that. I don't know about Pro Bowls. I don't really I don't dabble in that world, but he will be Pro Bowl form. I will say that. Do you dabble in thousand yard seasons with Jerry Judy? Do you think he'll get a thousand yards? She just got to stay healthy. Yeah. I talked to mm-hmm. him and it was almost like I'm su- the vibe I was getting was like, no, Kay, you don't understand. I'm such a good route runner that my ankles keep getting hurt. Like I'm so crispy. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's why it keeps happening. Like that's the vibe I was getting. Um, Coach was really positive. So was Russell Wilson on both of them. I'm going to give Cortland Sutton the better year over Jerry mm. Judy based off what I'm hearing about Cortland's work ethic and what he wants out of this experience and what he knows he has in front of him with Sean. Yeah, and Love I think it. Cortland, the day you were out of camp, had a really good day, and he's mm -hmm. been showing that. Um, okay, just a couple more. The Broncos will make the playoffs this year. Oh, man. I don't rule it out, but but the Chargers look really great. It's going to oh – gosh, it's going to – Staley versus Sean Payton, who you got. That's it. But I'm telling you, Justin Herbert might be my MVP choice of the year. Oh, my oh. God. I shouldn't have asked that one, Kay. I shouldn't have asked that one. <laughs> and, uh, he's so good and so underrated. I'm not saying he's going to be, but he's 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 healthy. They're going to be good. Yeah, it's it's true. Okay, last one here. Sean Payton will win a Super Bowl at some point in his time in Denver. Yeah, I was thinking about how long is he going to be in Denver? Like, is he liking it? I was trying to sort of not ask him, but gauge what it, he likes it there, guys. He's liking Denver. He likes it, you can tell. He'll be there for for a, a while. So I'm going to say that madman, if everyone can stay healthy, <laughs> absolutely has the potential to do it. Yeah, why Boom. not? You have to think that way. Why not? Boom. I love it. And Kay, you mentioned that you're going to be out here in Denver again. So the final one, I guess, is Kay Adams will come to Denver again this year and will come to our studio and do a little live show with us. <laughs> Where's the studio? um in in what downtown denver pretty yeah. much mm -hmm. yeah we, we actually speaking of jimmy palm trees going out we have a bar right under us we are partnering with the bar we've got a bar here so i mean okay. we could turn it into a fun <laughs> night jimmy palm trees is out like i'm he's like out. somebody said Kay's already firing people she fits right in yes he's <laughs> jimmy true. palm trees i love you you know you're you're too busy you're by the way like you don't just cover that you, you cover all the teams in that division like it's just weird like just like we just need a little a little fresh page and that's me okay i did i fired jimmy tyson k he's out i'm in and i i did does jimmy buy the drinks oh it, it oh wow we'll make him yeah yeah, yeah. of course no, what I'm saying, I'll buy the drinks. Oh, and oh my goodness! Yes, yeah, I guess Jimmy actually so doesn't Jimmy's buy them. Probably trying to get you guys to like buy him a wine cooler. I won't do that. <laughs> oh my gosh, Kay, uh, you are the best. Thank you so much for being on. Awesome insight, and everyone, make sure to go follow her on Twitter yeah. uh, at Hey Kay Adams and subscribe to her YouTube channel Up and Adam Show. Kay, thank you so much. We've got Gronk, we've got Nick Foles on. I think we have Calais Campbell on this week. So it's a nice look at the NFL, really heavily interview-based. I want to give you guys the best information, and it comes straight from the players' and coaches' mouths. So thank you guys for the time. Uh, congrats on the show and the success, and I'll see you guys soon. Sorry, Right Jake. on. Thank you so much, Kay. And, I mean, she's had so much great information from Pat Sertan, Jerry, Judy, Sean Payton. I mean, the, not just from last week. She's had all of those people on her show uh, as exclusive interviews just over the last uh, few months. So definitely make sure to go to Up and Adam's show on YouTube. Maybe wait until after our show's done so you don't For leave sure. our show yep. right now. Uh, and check it out because uh, she's close to 10,000 subscribers. Let's get her to 10,000. Uh, when we had Megan Payton on, we were able to boost her following a lot. So make sure to give Kay Adams um, a, a follow there. And man, that was awesome. That was really cool, yeah. What was uh, your biggest takeaway from that? Uh, uh, I, I don't know that this is a takeaway as much as I just enjoyed her talking about Broncos history and how this is a historical organization and that that's something that Sean Payton really likes and that he wants to add to it because yeah. it's true. And I think that it's easy to forget because of the, 
seven losing seasons. But I mean, during the seven losing seasons, that's when that's when they lost the the record, the you know more Super Bowl appearances than losing seasons in their history. So they they should be back. Like the Broncos belong in the playoffs. Like they should be one of the best teams. And I I like hearing Kay say that. Yeah, and, and absolutely. The thing that. I found uh, shocking is something that I don't think we've heard at all. She, she's talking about the family feel mm-hmm. in the organization with Sean Payton. He was supposed to bring the opposite of Nathaniel Hackett. And mm-hmm. Nathaniel Hackett kept saying time and time again when he was hired, I want this to be a place where people want to come and work, where people enjoy working here. Sean said, we're going to do the opposite. Now, he didn't necessarily <laughs> say that I want it to be a miserable place to work, but he said... This is going to be a grind. Uh, training camp's not going to be easy. These guys are going to work very, very hard. Sometimes when you hear that, that can translate into, uh, yeah, I don't really like being here. Mm-hmm. I don't really want this family. It's not going to be a family atmosphere. So for her to say that, that actually kind of kind of struck me in a way of like, okay, th- there is going to be a good culture on top of just the, the, the grind that they're going to go through. Yeah, I think, you know, sometimes you bind through the grind. You come together. Bind through the grind. Yeah, <laughs> when you're going through the, the hardest times in training camp, the hardest days, it's really, be, really become a family. And I think that within a family, you can work hard. It doesn't have to be easy, mm-hmm. but you can still be a family, you know, inside the room. And that's something that we definitely had. We won the Super Bowl. I mean, mm. guys hung out all the time, whether it was here in the, um, in the facility or if it was – out at Vaughn's house on a Friday or Thursday night, like guys were always together. So it definitely felt like a family. So that's why when you got on the field, you kind of knew what your brother was thinking or what was going through his mind or the way that he was going to play this um, this pass rush. We had so much bonding time that we really became a family. And I think that really played into our success. And for me, I think the biggest thing I take away from her interview is you hear the excitement in her voice about the potential of this team. And she's not necessarily a Broncos fan, but I think everybody is excited and wants to see the Broncos do good with Sean Payton coming in. I mean, I, I was like seconds away from calling my agent and say, reach out to Sean, like I'm, I could come back. Just because I think he is such a good coach and he has the ability to really turn a program around. He's already done it once before in a program that was actually worse than what we're dealing with. So there's no reason why, you know, the mad scientist can't do it again. Do I need to take your phone away so you don't leave us? No, <laughs> I almost did. I'm, not, I'm, I'm here. I'm here, baby. I'm here. Uh, I don't think I'd be able to take your phone away for very long anyways. <laughs> yeah, I could, do, be able to out-muscle. I could do a show from the field, too. Oh, you know okay. how cool? Oh, that, be? Okay. that would be good. Literally inside the locker room you know? with Todd Davis. He'll call yeah. in, and like, just like Hey Adams, yeah, he'll call yeah, in yeah. after every game. <laughs> yeah. Mic you up every game? Ooh, exclusive. exclusive mic'd up. Yeah. Live mic'd up? Yeah. But oh, if I miss my. a tackle, I'm not doing it. <laughs> 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 I'm turning off the we mic. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> you don't miss tackles, though, so it's, nah, it's good. We don't have to worry yeah. about that. Like uh, that. Man, Kay Adams said, uh, let's grind. What if Sean came in here and he's like, Russ? Let's ride's over. Mm. Let's grind, baby. <laughs> Russ would like nothing more. Uh, like, he would love true. that so much. He'd be yeah. like, oh, yeah, let's grind. Let's grind. And then just say it over and over again. Thinking <laughs> about it, that, like, maybe should have been his slogan from the start. Because mm. he's all about that. That is his, like, life motto. It's not motto. horse-related, though. Let's ride is bronco-related, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. It flows well. Yeah. It took me for it took me months to realize that. Oh, and so no. I think I saw it in his Twitter bio with the horse next to it, and I'm like, oh, and the Broncos, you connect the dots. Yep. Did you get yeah. that right away? Was I think I got me? it pretty early. Yeah, yeah. dang, dang. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, something I need to tell you about. Kay Adams might be coming to the DNVR bar, and so should you. Yes. You should come by, check out the bar. 
we're now open for lunch. Yep. Uh, just coming out starting today, we're open for lunch. In fact, people uh, who work at DNVR are already getting lunch. I've already seen it delivered. We're open at 11 a.m. now, so come by the oh. bar for lunch. And also... Become a diehard because when you're a diehard, you're going to get 20% off or 15% off your tab at the bar, whether you're coming for lunch, whether you're coming for dinner, whether you're coming for a Broncos game. Make sure to become a diehard and maybe soon in your welcome box. We're going to have a little Todd Davis sign something in there. Uh, And so there's so many perks. I mean, you get a free shirt of your choice when you sign up every single year when it renews, you get that as well. So many perks. So become a diehard over at thednvr.com. Yeah, come check us out, man. I think the burgers are really good here. I think I have one every game yeah. day, so yeah. come check out a burger. It's going to be hot outside, so come in and get some uh, some fresh air. But then when you're outside in you know, the heat and the sun's mm-hmm. out, check yes. out our friends at Shady Rays Boom. using code DMVR for 50% off of your deal. Um, take on the sun with gear that's built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. I mean, you can't beat that. I know Hank has a couple pairs. I need oh, yeah. to get my hands on a few pairs. Um, if you lose them, if you break them, even on even at, on the day you first get them, I mean, they'll replace them, which can't be beat. No questions asked. Um, I might buy a pair and lose a pair uh, <laughs> just to make sure I'm covered. So check out our friends at Shady Rays. Again, use code DNVR to get 50% off your deal. And the customer service is just that good? Yep. It's that good. Uh, Ooh, you know, speaking of good customer yeah. service, if anybody wants a free cold brew and croissant, Go to the uh, Starbucks on Colfax and Milwaukee and say you're Henry because the line was too long and I had to come here. So no, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So you left it. Yeah, wow. Probably should have offered that earlier. It's probably like melted now. Oh, I wasn't no. sure what to do. Like I looked and like there's no way to cancel it. Dang. So I was just like, well, there goes my four dollars. Well, I'm and hundred stars. You're probably the MVP today of showing up without your coffee. Yeah, oh, I was I needed that coffee too cuz I was writing late last night. Mm. I was like, okay, this is just going to be rough, but I'm going to go to Starbucks in the morning get it, and then there was like 10 cars in line. Damn. So, but that is probably still sitting there. So, if anybody wants it, go say your Henry. <laughs> uh Todd, you have to have coffee to live. I do like coffee. Um not every day, but I think it's the perfect way to jumpstart your day when you're feeling a little groggy. I start my day with a workout every day. So that pre-workout is still in me for about yeah. an hour and a half. But <laughs> yeah. Once that wears off, a good cup of coffee will kind of get me through the rest of the day. Yep, yep. yep. I, I'm with you. I, I don't need it, but, I mean, if you can have it, why not? Yeah. A little, little boost. Um, okay, so speaking of uh, great things, our comment section has been popping off today. So many people tune in, but not enough likes. Hit us with a thumbs up. We'd really appreciate it. Show us that you like us when we yeah. have big-time guests on like Kay Adams so we can have more of those on. It's uh, good feedback to show us which shows you guys like, which shows uh, you maybe weren't the biggest fans of. So if you like this one and Kay Adams on, hit us with a thumbs up. really helps us out. That's why RK isn't here anymore. Why? Oh, mm. yeah. Not enough thumbs true. up on the shows. We just banned up. him. Dang, yeah. you're right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of people were chiming in and saying uh, Jimmy Palmtrees isn't the one who's fired. Uh, Ryan is the one uh, that's fired. True. Wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, tough, tough when you're Ryan these days. People it just is. firing him left and right. Hank, you were hired today. When you're Ryan, it's tough. Yeah, exactly. That, <laughs> that's what we say, right? Um, okay, let's hop into the comment section. We got a super chat coming in. Let's hit it. Coming in from Crudeman says, Will I see you guys at the tailgate October 8th for the smashing of the Jets? Booked game tickets, tailgate tickets, hotel, and join the DNVR family. First time traveling to Denver and attending an NFL game. Food recommendations. Well, first off, yes, you'll see us there. That's going to be an 
awesome game. What a great game to go to for your first Broncos game here yeah. in Denver. Um, food recommendations. Todd, someone's coming to Denver for the first time. Where are you sending them? Uh, there's a couple spots around town I really like. If you like ramen, I like Uncle. You yep. guys been to yep. Uncle? Yep. Fantastic yep. place. So um, if you want sushi, Masuhisu is a really good yeah. sushi yeah. spot. Um, we're big foodies, so we go to a lot of different places. If you want like a speakeasy, um, you could do... Even on a speakeasy. Yeah, maybe I can't tell you. I'm trying to think of a way to put it so that I'm not giving away all the all the sauce. Um, but yeah, man, there's a lot of great spots in Denver. Uh, definitely Google some speakeasies, and you'll be able to find your way around. There's one that's right across the street from me that I didn't even know about. That's a real speakeasy then. Uh -huh. Yeah. Well, but then this weird thing happens where like every night, like I'll just be coming back from the gym or something at like 9 o'clock and just be like, people seem to be dressed really nice here. Like what is... What is going on? Like, why are so many people just stay on the sidewalk? And it would just happen over and over and over again. But then uh, it was like last week. It was with RK and some of some friends. They were just like, yeah, let's go to the speakeasy. And I was like, okay. And I was like, wait, this is a speakeasy in like an ice cream shop? It's yeah. like across the street from me? Wild. So working ice cream shop? Yeah. and But almost nobody was buying ice cream, <laughs> which was so weird because somebody has to stand there and just like not serve ice cream uh -huh. for all day. So are they serving drinks in there, or then do you go somewhere else, like through a back uh, door? Like Todd said, can't give away. Can't, uh, give, it away. can't fair, give it away. There's another spot I remember now called uh, GNBC, the Girl and, yeah. Girls and Boys Club. Yeah, yeah, and oh, it's yeah. kind of like in some alley in Cherry yeah, Creek. Yeah, you yeah. got to find a special door, but I can't tell you where it is. But uh, if you hit them up, send them a text to get, yeah. a, get a reservation, they'll give you all the details. And I just think it's so cool to walk into something that maybe look like an ice cream shop, and there's a yeah. whole bar yeah. with fantastic drinks and food, or this one that's in the side of a down an alley that you yeah. probably wouldn't even find yourself in mm -hmm. unless you're going to a specific speakeasy. So I think they're cool. That's, that's the only one in Denver I've been to. Yeah. And it's so cool the way you get a reservation is by texting them. It does feel like a speakeasy yeah. like back in the day. Um, so those are, those are some great mm -hmm. recommendations. Also um, Illegal Pete's. Illegal Pete's. Yeah. Yes, yes, so yes. That's the best lunch spot. Yeah. Quick dinner. Um, oh, especially drinks, like happy hour. Like post game. Yeah. Post game, you walk over there because you get to show the ticket, get a free drink. And then get like a burrito after the game. What could be better? Yeah, no, it, it is uh, the perfect place to go. So great question and uh, look forward to seeing you. Mm -hmm. And Denver, let's hop over to the website and talk to the people on the dnvr.com. First comment coming in from, mmm, tastes good, says, random question. <laughs> Speaking, I mean, that just played right into what we were talking about last time. Random question, but is Trey Lance worth a fifth-round pick? I know he's been incubating with Kyle Shanahan, but my hope is high with Sean Payton. Maybe his style would click while he watches Russ for a year. Trey doesn't play like Purdy, LOL. Mm, a fifth round? I think he's worth a fifth round pick, for sure. If that's what it would take to get him. I know that we have like a little bit of a backup competition. I think that um, if he was brought on, I think he would play, you know, a significant role as a backup here. And for a fifth round, that's not a lot, you know, given what he was drafted, drafted at to get him. Yeah. I mean, it'd be a good deal for sure. Um, it's just tough. Because, I mean, what he has... Oh, I guess if they trade him, so he actually has a $9 million cap hit this year, but if they trade him, it's only $900,000 for the new team. And basically, oh. same thing happens next year. So in that case, like, yeah, if you don't have to pay him anything, then sure, why not give him a fifth-round pick for him? At the same time, you know, it's he's on the bench this year. You're, Russell Wilson's still going to be here next year, mm -hmm. and maybe you're willing to have some sort of competition, but that's the last year that um, he's on the rookie deal. 
So the year after, I guess you could pick up the fifth-year option. You probably haven't seen enough before next season, though, to say we want the fifth-year option. But if you give him that, then it's probably, what, $20 million, $22 million probably that you're paying him. So the, the numbers just go up pretty quickly, and I wonder how much you get out of him in two years. But, yeah, for a fifth-round pick, like, It'd be fun. Yeah. yeah, and how much and how much are you gonna have to pay him with him sitting in the back of a roster, not doing much, really learning? True. I don't know if any team's gonna be jumping off the, you know, off the bridge to go yeah. for him. So, you know, maybe you don't have to give him that fifth fifth year option, and then you can re-sign him for something much cheaper. Who knows? Yeah. Now we're all really encouraged with Russ over the past three weeks sure. training camp, the first two games. But are we sold that he is the future quarterback here for the next five years? One oh oh five years is a long time. What do you think I was going to say? Uh, I just didn't think there'd be a time on it. Yeah, like, next, for the rest of his contract. I mean, maybe not for the rest of it, but I mean, at least for the next few. Like, just because it's... You're sold on it. 100%. Yeah. Like, you just, you can't wow. get rid of it. Like, he has to be so, so, so bad to think about eating, like, what, next year an $85 million cap hit? That's ridiculous. Like, he would have to be so bad. And beyond that, probably, like, bad in the locker room to not just, like, hold on to him. So, when you have that deal, like, he's just the guy for the next three years... And you can't really consider anything else until he forces your hand, I think, and makes you makes you reevaluate. Yeah, I think I think he's the guy. I think okay. he's played well enough. And I don't know any other quarterbacks that you could bring in that you wouldn't pay more. And any quarterback, mm-hmm. quarterbacks that will be available in that time period. I think you stick with Russ. I think he's going to be great for the next three or four years. And then you trade up to get Arch Manning in the draft, and then we, <laughs> we roll from there. Okay, I'm sold on that plan, Todd. Uh, but I'm shocked. That you guys are already sold that Russ is the guy for the next five-ish years or so, or the next couple of years. I need to see it consistently in the regular season. Four games in, I can absolutely be sold, but I'm very encouraged. But I'm not sold. And until you're sold on your starting quarterback for the long-term future, if you can get a guy that was three first-round picks were traded for him to get him, mm-hmm. you can get him for a fifth-round pick? I would do it. Of course you do it. And does, if that means you carry three quarterbacks um, and you mm-hmm. cut Danucci or something or the Jared Stidham contract doesn't look as good, to me it's still totally worth it. So um, we all agree just for different reasons. But, mm-hmm. yeah, fifth-round pick, easy there. All right, next comment coming in from uh, Bronk. Euler says, Russ has gotten a lot of credit for his physical transformation, but I'm more encouraged to see he's humbled himself enough to accept that his best self when he's the pilot, not the plane, particularly considering the circumstances that led to him leaving Seattle. His legacy won't ever be 5,000 passing yards, 50 touchdown seasons. It'll be the fourth quarter comebacks, the game-winning drives, the scramble drill to hit his guy 40 yards downfield, running for a first on fourth and eight to keep the game alive. His path to the Hall of Fame will be by being a winner. When you look back at the quarterback play during our three Super Bowl championship seasons, it becomes pretty evident that it's the Broncos' way. You don't need to light up the stat sheet. You just need to make the plays that need to be made in order to win. That was a great uh, message. It was. I feel like that was like New York Times Times ready to post. Um, But no, I think he's 100% right. I think he doesn't have to be Superman. He doesn't have to go out and break records. He just has to make the plays that need to be made. Mm -hmm. Um, I think going back to Peyton the year we won a Super Bowl, um, he wasn't his best, but when we needed a touchdown, when we got a pick and it was a close game, he found a way to make it happen. I think that's all Russ needs to do is to make the plays that need to be made um, put together some long drives, some nice 10, 11 play drives that end in touchdowns. And, um, yeah, he doesn't have to be Superman. Like you said, the plays at the end of the game, like that's when you need your quarterback. Like Sean Payton always says, that two-minute drill, 
Like most games come down to those final two minutes. Somebody gets the ball with a chance to either tie it or win it or whatever it is. And that's what Russell Wilson's been good at. You just have to have the team put him in those situations. Uh, he's tied for 12th all time in game winning drives. And actually, I mean, it's kind of a weird list. He's tied, I guess, with Carson Palmer, Philip Rivers. Right behind him is Derek Carr, which is just a little bit shocking. <laughs> yeah. But I guess, like, the Raiders probably come from behind a lot. Uh, so yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. more <laughs> opportunities. Exactly. Than, uh, but yeah, I mean, in terms of active quarterbacks, only, I guess, Tom Brady just retired. Matt Ryan just retired. So only Matthew Stafford has more game winning drives. You just got to put him in those situations and don't break the game before you get to that point. Matthew Stafford, boy, it feels like it's been forever since he's been relevant, and he just won a Super Bowl, what, like mm -hmm. 18 months ago? Just, yeah. That is weird. That's wild. That's wild. He's coming to town just a couple of days. Bronco um, Oiler also adds, got to get you Leo McLaughlin a new number. We can't have him out here rocking 38 anymore. You think 38's a bad number That's for him? That's a terrible number. <laughs> oh. You don't want 38. I mean, 38, 69... Uh, 69's bad? Heck yeah. You don't I, want to oh, wear a 69. I, mean, I so agree. I, guess I mean, like it's, fun, it's, it's funny, it's but funny. you don't really want that as yeah, a number. It looks bad. Uh, there's, a, there's a couple other numbers that are just terrible. Um, but yeah, you want a, a cool number, especially as a running back. And now you can wear single digits. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like especially a five. A small guy? Or a, yeah, I know you can't wear a five now, but oh. like a single digit as yeah. a small guy. Yeah. Yeah, that would be dope. What? Yeah. Number one's available, right? Because KJ Hamler's no longer on the team. Yeah, I mean, that's a good number. On the team, but yeah, and I, one's a he, one's a perfect number. If you're the man and you're wearing number one, yes. yeah, that's a you great gotta number. be like Back you, you have to be the man though. Yeah. Like you can't be like, hey, yeah, he's nice when he gets in. Like number one it comes with high expectations. Well, he 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 just can't be the man. So if you're the equipment guys or Sean Payton, are you not letting him take number one? And why I say he can't be the man is. He's the third running back on uh -huh. the team right now. He's probably never going to be your starter, at least this year, when he'd be wearing that number. Mm -hmm. So you're just not allowing it, Henry? Um, I, I, it depends on what's happening with KJ. Like, if they actually have talked with KJ and said, like, yeah, we're just going to leave you off the roster. We're going to bring you back. Giving away his number would kind of be a dick move. Mm -hmm. So if, if, if KJ isn't... If, if that deal hasn't been all set up, then sure, give him number one. But otherwise, like, don't... Don't take the guy's number. Who are you more confident in in having a role on this team this year? KJ Hamler or Julia McLaughlin? Ooh, that's tough. That is tough. Really? One's, one's injured Jaleel's now on the an team. Rookie. <laughs> but Jalil is playing at a really high he level. But we really know well. what KJ can do when he's healthy. So it's just mm -hmm. the fact that he's not technically technically on the team right exactly. now. You can't choose yeah. him as, yeah. you know, even though you know what he can do. Yeah. So I think McLaughlin's gonna have a better year. But there is a, kind of a hierarchy two numbers yeah. like mm -hmm. even though a number is available you still got to go talk to the staff to get it yep. and they easily will be like nah you might have to pick another number <laughs> like, this is how it is when jonathan cooper got number zero i was a little surprised uh-huh because like what i think he'd started like 14 games in two years so it's like he's he's been around he's played but i thought somebody else might be higher on the priority list to, to take that but maybe nobody wanted it. Yeah, you got to be, I think you got to be unique to want zero. I don't think I would ever want zero. I would want a single digit like nine mm -hmm. or seven or five, but I don't know if I would want zero. I think that's just a different. It's weird. Yeah, it's a different kind of I feel the similar about one, where one is just a little bit too. Oh, no, one is fire. I mean, yeah, it's <laughs> yes. fire, but it's, it's almost too fire. <laughs> it's too hot? Yeah, exactly. Okay. What do, you think, just, what do you think about one on like a big defense, like on pot roast? No. Oh man, <laughs> no. I think it's I think it's dope when outside linebackers. So maybe not interior, yeah, yeah. but outside linebackers with single digits. That's dope. Interior, maybe you can go down to 
The thirties and maybe the forties and fifties, I yeah. think, are the lowest. You should probably go. I think that's interior. fair. I think Randy 50s. Gregory looks so cool in yeah, number five. Yeah, five is he, dope. He he rocks that. What did did you ever have any issues with uh, numbers with the hierarchy? Um, or did you ever trump anyone? No, I think when I got to Minnesota, it was tough trying to find a number because so many were taken. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. maybe I asked for one. I don't think I got it, but I ended up getting 40, which was cool. Yeah. Um, but I've seen a lot of guys pay guys for numbers. You know, yeah. if you want a certain number, I mean, guys will give you, you know, 20, 30,000, depending on how big yeah. of a name they are. Yeah. And they're coming yeah, over and you already yeah. have the number. So, yeah. Especially if you're a guy that is probably willing to give up your number. You probably don't have the biggest contract anyway, yeah. so to get ten, tens of thousands yeah. of dollars, yep, here's my number. Well, exactly. I'm on practice squad anyway. Yeah, I wasn't, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm probably not going to wear it in the game. <laughs> yeah. Take it. Yeah. I asked DJ Jones what he offered Draymond last year to get number 93 because that's uh -huh. what he wore with the 49ers. He's like, ah, I can't tell you. And I was like, yeah, fair enough. Especially <laughs> because like Draymond turned it down, which mm -hmm. is interesting. Yeah. I don't know. This, I don't, it's not drama, but it's interesting that he would... Say, like, I don't want that money. I'll take 93. Yeah. 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 Well, especially, especially on his first deal. Well, yeah. And maybe he was knowing what type of deal was coming his way. Yeah. He and knew he was going to get paid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Also, real quick, just running through the single digit number is going to be tough to get outside of number one. Like, unless Ben DiNucci and PJ Locke get cut, then six would be open. Probably not going to happen. But in the 20s, Isang Bassi at 21, probably safe, but you never know. Yeah. Kareem, probably safe at 22. Uh, Tremont Smith, Probably off the roster, I'd say. But, I mean, he's right on the bubble yeah. right now. 23 is a good number. 24, they don't give out to anybody because of Champ Bailey, except for uh, Pac-Man Jones. Uh -huh. They let Pac-Man take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody else can touch it, but Pac-Man Pac was able Shout to take to it. Shout out to Pac-Man. <laughs> Samaj, at 25. Tony Jones has 26. If Julio makes it, Tony Jones probably doesn't, so that could yeah. be an option. Tamari's got 27. Oh. 28 will be available with Art Green. That's objectively better than 38, right? Uh -huh. Like 28, yeah, <laughs> right. just... Uh, Fayon Hicks, Probably potentially available. 29. Yeah. 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 Then you get in the 30s. But yeah. there should be some decent options in the 20s. Yeah. Well, I wonder if he's just going to want to rock with 38 since that was the number of the misspelled jersey. No, you got to get better, man. <laughs> yeah. I had a 95 in preseason. Oh, I, there's no. no way I could have wore that. Was that with season. the Saints? Huh? Was that with the Saints? Yeah. And it's, it's funny because there was a D lineman that like, hey, I'll buy that from you. I'm like, man, you can just have this. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not wearing this in the regular this. season. There's no way. <laughs> if I can get rid of this, uh, that's good enough Yeah, for take me. it, please. <laughs> and that's also the thing. I have to imagine if like a practice squad guy, someone offers to, to buy the jersey for, you know, $20,000, $30,000, and they say no. The next day, equipment's probably just going to take it from exactly. them and then you get nothing. Yeah. And then, yeah, you might as well take the money. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Oh, that's good. All right, and last comment coming in from our battle. Luke says, woo, things are building up to the regular season. I love watching the back of the roster. Guys, get some love. Shout out to Hank for the coverage there. I like to call us B-O-T-R. Boaters? Back of the roster. Back of the roster. Yeah, but he wants to announce boaters. Boaters. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Says, going into this last <laughs> preseason game, who is a boater guy that you really want to have a chance to perform? Um, who is a vet or someone you seemed to be a main roster guy going into preseason that you want to see more from than the last preseason game? Cheers. So looking forward to riding with you this season. Arvada, Luke, and Todd, yesterday, I messed up. I didn't get the Todd da Todd Davis's Todd Davis player of the oh, game on Saturday. Mm. Who was it? Who was the Todd Davis Todd Davis player of the game? Oh, that's a good question. Because week um, one it was Jaleel. Yeah, it was Jaleel, and we're going. It has to be somebody back of the roster 
and it has to be somebody that performed well. That's how Todd Davis does perform well. <laughs> <laughs> that's a tough one. I will say that there was a there was a couple guys that really did a good job within the game. I don't know if they're back at the roster guys. Um, Hank, Hank me, help me out on this one. I know you got um, some back of the roster guys. Oh, that's guys playing deep into the third quarter. Yep. You could say a Randy Gregory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, on Randy Gregory, I went through and checked. So he played 22 snaps, which was less than a bunch of the starters. So 22 is actually the exact average for a defensive player for the Broncos in that game. So the plan must have been we're going to get him a normal amount of snaps. We're just going to go heavy on the rotation either to get more of a look at like you know get get Benito in there early see what he does against starters get Cooper in there early see what he does or just because they want to save his legs throughout and don't overuse him at one time so it's a really good point that he actually it's not like it was a clear punishment where he played exactly. a lot more but in post-game interviews and I, I don't remember exactly who got these I think uh Scotty with nine yep. news I think he and uh, I think Mike Kliss also with nine news so nine news hooking us up here um Scotty asked Randy Gregory about playing late into the third quarter and Randy couldn't have blown it off even more in terms of just like not making it a big deal. He said, uh, you know, I just, I didn't get to play the last few weeks of the regular season. Want to make sure that my legs are ready to go. So I'm, I'm totally okay with it. And there was like, you couldn't pick up on any drama or anything that he was mad at it. Frank Clark, on the other hand said, you're going to have to ask coach about that, uh -huh. about not being a starter, about playing in the second half. And typically anytime a, a guy says, you're going to have to have to ask coach about that. I don't know about that. Yeah. Probably means they're not thrilled about the mm -hmm. situation. So I found that interesting that those guys kind of seem to be on different pages with that. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes, you know, everything with, with Sean Payton is like a mental game. So sometimes yeah. he could be testing these guys like, is it about you or is it about the team? Because sometimes mm -hmm. throughout the course of the regular season, we might need to make adjustments to, you know, who's playing first, who's coming to back up and what works best for the team. And it has to be more about the team. So this could very well be a test. And I've seen it done before. They don't necessarily feel like one is a starter, one is not, but they want to test you to see how you react, how you're going to carry yourself. Mm -hmm. If you're still rocking with the team, if you're still a leader, if you're still the guy that we can lean on, because in hard times, we may need to make some adjustments. It's really yep. good point. And if you're ever going to put someone through a hard test and see how they react, mm -hmm. preseason is probably a good time. Yep. Mm -hmm. In terms of back of the roster, guys, Albert O, he had a great game, which I didn't even realize at first, but just looking through the notes. So I think it might have been McLaughlin's first run. He had a pancake. Um, in pass protection, he and Isaiah Prince had a double team. They combined to pancake the guy. Um, Jaleel's touchdown run. So that's the one where there's like a kickout block. And it's Albert O who just like seals this edge and wipes everything out. And Jaleel just has a massive hole to run through. That's Albert O again. Um, there was a toss. Albert O was just out there leading the way. And then on the 50-yard return, pancake from Albert O. That's three pancakes that he was a part of, which is not something I ever thought I'd say. Where is this coming from? Because I don't know. was it Thursday's practice, Wednesday's practice? Yeah. He had like two great blocks He's had as well. well. What I mean, did all of a sudden he just Turn it on, he's, and he's, he's 6'5", 250, so he can't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's pissed off. He's like, you know, he thought he was going to make the team route running. Now they're telling him to block. He's like, all right, well, I got to do everything I can to try and make this team. And I think uh, he's another guy that I feel like has a lot of ability and necessarily hasn't gotten all the opportunity. Mm -hmm. And then also he was 
you know, trying to find his way for a couple of years, I think. So I think now I think he may be feeling like, you know, blocking may be his entry to get on the field. And then once you get on the field, maybe you get some pass routes on your way. But first of all, they need him to be a blocker. So I think he's stepping up to the plate. Is yeah. it too little too late for him? Or is there a path in the next literally eight days, next Tuesday's roster cut down? Is there a path for him to get the roster? I think it's a tough path, but yeah. I think there's a way, whether it's practice squad first, bringing him up a little bit later. Um, I don't feel like it's an easy road, but I do think there is a concrete pave that he could follow. Mm-hmm. And he just turned 25. Wow. So, like, the fact that the blocking stuff could just be coming, like, sometimes that takes time, uh-huh. technique-wise, and also just getting bigger and stronger. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you can't figure that out. But that was shocking going through that game. <laughs> yes. yep. It was awesome. That is wild. Um, man, wouldn't it be a bummer to have Albert O on the roster for three whole years and you don't get to see his potential, mm-hmm. and then he puts it together the last two weeks, and then you have to cut him, and yeah. he yeah. goes somewhere else, and he's able and to realize that like, potential. Like yeah. Isaiah McKenzie or Khalif Raymond. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. But those exactly. guys were good enough to stay when they were here, they, I felt that's like. That's true. They had made a name for themselves or really put together plays like – to where I felt like with both those guys, we shouldn't have cut them when we did. Yeah. yeah. It's just you know? tough when a returner fumbles. You know, yeah. like it's tough to just keep putting him back out there. And last year's staff would have had no issue with it. Just, <laughs> just like looking at this Melvin is how Gordon. It goes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just a tough situation. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Um, one final thing. I believe the comment came in from Edward. A number we didn't talk about, and I don't even know if this is allowed double zero. What do you think of that number? I think that's worse than just zero. Yeah, I think it's. I'm really not. Bad. I'm not a big really fan bad. of double double zero. I like uh, the number has to look right. Like twenty two double digits, I feel like always look good. Yep. Um, Fifty one is always a solid number. Yeah, do you uh, yeah. <laughs> single digits. Um, I don't know about the double zero, man. That's I think it's once again that's a unique person and personality yeah. to rock the double yeah. zero. Garibalds. In double zero? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he would look off. Yeah, yeah, Big yeah. double zero. Uh, um, I could see, uh, well, Kyle Fuller, center Kyle Fuller agrees with you about number 51, Tom. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. you, you need that back on a defensive guy? Yeah, man. It looks a little weird. It looks, it looks wider than when I had it. Maybe Drew Sanders could pick that up if Kyle Fuller doesn't make the team. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the show was nice. I enjoyed yeah. it. Uh, it was a really fun show. Hit us with a thumbs up on your way out. It really helps us. And also, before we get out of here holy cow a massive super chat coming in from our friend gregory Gregory. thank you so much gregory um someone was giving me crap in the comment section they said i mispronounce every single person's super chat name i think i got gregory right yeah i think you you did think i I nailed it what's his last name uh, well, you're here, pulled it down. I can't see uh, anymore. So. That's a shame. <laughs> um, Gregory uh, Vendorland. Uh, there's no R. V- uh, Ven- I can't read it. Vendorland. Far away. Vendorland. What is it? Vendorland. Oh, Vund- there oh wow. We go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Gregory. That means a lot to us. And thank you, Todd. Thank you, Henry, for rolling mm-hmm. with me today. We'll be back tomorrow to break down the Broncos' first practice of camp. Stay tuned. Have a good day.